What about Vietnam? What about Vietnam? A podcast with Kerry Newsom. So much to see and do. What about Vietnam? Everything you need to know before you go. Let Kerry pave the way for an amazing holiday in Vietnam. What about Vietnam? Xin Chao and welcome to What About Vietnam. My name is Kerry Newsom and I'm your host. You are listening to the What About Vietnam series, everything you need to know before you go. My aim here is to pass on as much information as I can to ensure you have a great time in Vietnam. In the previous episode, we covered off that age-old question, when is it a good time to go? In that session, I hope I explained a little bit about how Vietnamese festivals and the weather impacts that decision. Please come back to me anytime if you have any questions. However, today I want to cover off the how should you travel to Vietnam, as in giving some thought to the style um, of of your trip um, and, you know, whether or not you should do it through a travel agent, should you do it yourself, uh, should you do it online, wait till you get there, and then what is the best way to get around? There really isn't any guidebook or website page to help you with the decision of whether to travel to Vietnam as a solo traveller, couple, in a group, or should you take the extended family. You know, maybe you might even be thinking about a girl's getaway, a flop and drop, maybe a romantic getaway. You know, are you a thrill seeker, intrepid, do you want to go cave discovering, eco, hiking, you know, are, are you are the, the history buff? Should you take the kids? Is it safe? Will the kids get bored? Will you be able to eat the food? So much to consider. It is such a personal decision. But what I can tell you is what I know to be true from personal experience and that of my travellers. I've dealt with many different kinds of tours over the years and working with service providers in Vietnam, I hope I can give you some insight. It depends on a couple of things primarily, your budget and the kind of experience you want to have um, as a group, so as a collective or as individuals. You can buy a two-star to a five-star stay in Vietnam. Online, there are agencies in all languages. My only advice dealing with an agency is to make sure it's a reliable one and offers value for their service. To me, the biggest advantage of a travel agent is mostly in their ability to look after you while you're on the trip. As in, if things go um, awry, you have a person in charge of your tour who will chase things or fix things for you in the case they don't work out. Online um, and doing it yourself is pretty much you're left with carrying most of the bag and dealing direct with the suppliers. I mention this because I am recording this in May in the middle of the uh, COVID pandemic and um, I bring it up as if in the, tra- in the travel space in the future, uh, travel, I think, will change and safety will become a very primary uh, feature of that. So making that decision about how you book and the style of travel that you want, whether you want to deal with a travel agent, is something to, to talk about with uh, your partner or family or, um, you know, get some more advice on and I'm certainly happy to answer any questions as I've done both. Um 
intrinsic to how you book depends on your preferred star rating of travel, budget, uh, and level of comfort desired, I suppose. I've stayed in two star to five star and, you know, pretty much everything in between. Um, I have a preferred way, um, and that may not be yours. I am a safety conscious traveler. And I will not stay anywhere that is a lesser standard than my own home. So at least needs to be at that level or above, preferably. Otherwise, in my opinion, why leave home? But that's not everyone. Everyone has a different experience. I've probably got more to share, however, in my experiences until we get to the next series where I will be interviewing people that have had all kinds of levels of experiences, uh, two-star three-star, four-star, five-star, and as I said, everything in between. So that's going to give you a real feel for the people um, who have done it, been there and done it. Personally, I can speak with authority about travelling to Vietnam as a solo traveller. Yes, is it safe? I know that question comes up a lot. In my experience, it has been. But like any traveller in any country, you need to travel with your wits about you and use common sense when it comes to getting yourself around. I like to think having travelled to many countries, I kind of have a sixth sense or thick sense or something like that about impending danger and try where possible to never let myself be in a position to be vulnerable to that. So, where are those places? Like in any country, mostly in the main cities of Hanoi and Ho Chi Minh. There are a few areas I would not choose to go alone, but again, that's just common sense and mostly because I found my, if I found myself in trouble in those areas that don't see many Western tourists, I would stand out, stand out like the proverbial. And I'd probably struggle to get help other than hailing a taxi or calling a grab car. But if you go to the outer regions in the country, the locals, despite minimal English, are always kind and welcoming. Well, that's been my experience. And I can only speak from that. You should see what I can do with hand gestures, facial expressions. You'd be amazed. I can ch- achieve a lot when I'm pointing where I want to go, or they can definitely tell when I'm not happy. <laughs> As you may have already guessed, I cannot speak Vietnamese and have zero skills in pronunciation. So I'm afraid you're just going to have to accept that. In remote areas, I would suggest you go with a guide. Guides bring uh, a whole new level um, of experience to uh, your, your trip. You get the history of the minority groups or the places. I mean, uh, I, I did a trip to to my chow and we we hired a guide and he was just so helpful in explaining to us the differences about the Thai people from the Thai people um, in Thailand to the Thai people in Vietnam. We also met the Hmong people living in around um, the Paco Nature Reserve, living as they had done for many hundreds of years. And it was just good to get an understanding of of what that meant. So for adventurers, solo or as couples or as families, you can feel confident about planning a trip to move freely about Vietnam with the utmost safety. The most enchanting areas in the northwest of Vietnam and even around the Mekong Delta, you will see you'll see a side of life that um, is still uh, 
existing as it has done uh, in in some ways for for many, many hundreds of years. Hard as that may be to imagine, the friendship offered by the Vietnamese is well documented and continues today. You'll be overwhelmed um, if my experience is anything to go on. So getting back to tours, what you want from Vietnam depends largely on your budget and the time you've got available. Should you hire a motorbike and ride through Vietnam? Yes, if you are an experienced rider and you have time on your side. Will all the roads be paved? No. Will there be areas where the roads are windy and dangerous? Yes. But will you have the time of your life? Probably, absolutely. I have known many travellers who have done this and in my new series I will be sharing with them some of their experiences. So stay tuned for that. It's sure to be a a laugh for sure. For a family, you have all types of travel at your disposal. Kids have a plethora of experiences open to them, many made available through the Vin Pearl Group who has hotels and theme parks like you would get like in the US and that, they have safaris and they have like, you you can lose days there. The kids will never want to leave. But in addition to that, you have cultural experiences to open their minds. The chance to visit places to learn how to grow chocolate, make rattan mats, paint masks, maybe make paper lanterns to bring home, climb mountains and visit through amazing caves where, you know, your skinny little body gets pushed through um, very small areas um, to open to big areas within, within cave grottos. In addition, they can enjoy affordable water sports at some of the most picturesque beaches in the world. I took my grandson last year who was 16 and I thought, oh my God, without his devices, he would be bored. But quite the contrary, he was fascinated with the adventure of seeing a new country, experiencing the beaches at Ungbang in Hoi An, visiting the old town and 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 seeing the Hoi An memory show. It was, it was fabulous. I just to watch him experience Vietnam and see it through his eyes was was something to to it'll stay in my memory forever. I mean, climbing Marble Mountain with him, uh, participating in a cooking class, uh, which his parents would never have believed had I not taken a video. So you can relax. Finding things for your whole family to enjoy will not be a problem. We will talk more about specific locations in future episodes. Vietnam is generously available to all travel types. You can come to Vietnam and get around to most parts by air, bike, train, private driver, bus and or river. You cannot, however, hire a car for yourself um, and do that kind of self-drive as you've done uh, in other places. I know some people say, you know, I couldn't find the Hertz or um, the Europe car counter. Well, there's a good reason for that as uh, they don't exist and you cannot do that um, as a foreigner in Vietnam as a tourist. But arranging a quality driver and a car with aircon is very easy and at any tourist desk is available to you in the main cities. And really quite reasonably priced, these tourist desks exist as an easy place to organise your own day tours and adventures. You can do this from your hotel too, as well if you feel more comfortable, but you will pay more at the hotel. 
One visit, my husband and I stayed in Hanoi for a month. Staying at a homestay hotel, it was only $30 a night, $30 Australian that is. We used the city as our base to plan um, day trips and overnight trips to Ninbin and to Sapa, all very affordable and really easy to arrange. We left our main bags at the hotel and we took the overnight train trip to Sapa. It was something to be um, experienced. I'm glad I did it. I really am glad I did it. Um, And, you know, we took the bus back. Most places of interest are connected by bus and now air. You can reach um, most places within Vietnam by air in about one hour to one hour, 30 minutes. Flights are available through ASCO Air Vietnam, Jetstar Pacific Airlines, Vietjet, Vietnam Airlines, Air Mekong. The the things uh, to keep, just be mindful with your internal travel is uh, check-in luggage and um, carry-on luggage. The flights can be extremely cheap, but they will be offering you very low check-in and carry-on luggage options. So like that story I just mentioned before about staying in Hanoi at a cheap boutique hotel, which was more than comfortable, and I've already told you about my standards, um, we we decided it was best to leave our main bag and literally bought a cheap carry-on bag that we could take um, with us and uh, get about Vietnam very easily. I've mentioned bus is a common and very cheap form of travel, but it's slow and not always comfortable as many roads are windy and the bus is old and rickety. It's not my preferred way to travel when it's easier to get a flight and it's not that more much more expensive. I do have it on good authority that some train trips, especially the one from Da Nang to Hanoi through the High Van Pass, offer some great views. So it may be something to consider given you have time as the trip is long, like 10 to 12 hours. In regard to bike trips, I'm going to save some of the hair-raising stories I've heard and exhilarating experiences for my guests in the next series. I certainly have loved getting around small towns like Hoi An on the back of a scooter within a group tour or with a friend. I do not have a bike license, so that's my only legal option to ride as a passenger. Please take note of that. I won't get into um, those people that do still um, hire bikes without a license, as I know it's fun. Um, except when it's not fun um, and an accident happens. And let me assure you that um, accidents do happen and mostly to um, uh, foreigners as, as, as travellers and tourists. Uh, I want to emphasise about travel insurance and 90% of travel insurance companies do not cover um, bike riding in Vietnam. So just to be mindful of that. Lastly, many ask me if they should book everything before they leave or wait and book over there. My advice comes back to a question. What are you most comfortable doing? If you do book everything before you leave, you are committed. And that may be a good thing or a bad thing. Personally, I like to book my flights and some accommodation over there and then pretty much make it up as I go using those various tour desks that I mentioned before. The advantage of group tours is the pricing and the chance to hang with a group of people and possibly make some new friends. Plus, there is safety in crowds, I guess. 
I personally loathe big group tours and I feel they show the stadium experience of Vietnam and not the grassroots version. You only get to eat at and visit places that can accommodate large numbers and they aren't always the prettiest versions or the most authentic. Not all, but some as I hate to generalise. Large groups are not well liked for how they treat the environment. So be careful and choose wisely. I deal with all types, so please send me a question if you are unsure. And I mention again, we are uh, in a new age of travel um, uh, post the COVID pandemic. So thinking about how you want to travel and the safety and within groups is definitely something to consider. And I'm going to cover that more in my next series. In regard uh, to the food, I have mixed it uh, up. With all kinds of tastes, allergies and nerves about the quality of food, I'm glad to say I've always found options for all palates. I've mentioned in another episode the food is amazingly fresh and it's cheap if you are prepared to eat like Vietnamese uh, and enjoy it um, fresh off the boats, so to speak. I could spend a whole season just talk, a session just talking about the amazing food, but I will save that for some of the experiences I have to share in the next series. Um, I hope I'm whetting your appetite for the next series. So in wrapping up this session, how should you travel to Vietnam and what style as part of a tour through a travel agent or do it yourself and what is the best way to get around? Now you are gathering more information about Vietnam, hopefully through my sessions, uh, you need to ask the question yourself, how committed do you want to be before you leave? And, you know, how much do you want to leave to chance knowing that you have lots of options for a DIY tour? In how to get around, I rate air, car with a driver and train for experience. Riverboat for your experience in the Mekong. Bike if you have an international bike license, not just a car license. The police over there are really cracking down on this um, more and more. Um, and lastly, I'd leave bus as the very last option. For solo couples, families, kids and intrepid travellers, Vietnam has it all. It's, it's now going to be cut down to your budget and the time basically you want to allow. Please check with the episode notes for any links mentioned and feel free to contact me anytime. I look forward to paving the way for you to have a magical time in Vietnam as I share more tips um, and training, uh, trip planning ideas in future episodes. Stay tuned for more to come. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Remember to rate, review and subscribe. What about Vietnam? A podcast with Carrie Newsom.